the volume. Moneyline Monaco is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. Plus, for those who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? FanDuel Fantasy is an easy-to-use app. Different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level compete for top cash payouts and compete against your friends in head-to-head matchups. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. And FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd to sign up today. That is FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. What? God! Another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco fired up. Coming off of a weekend of W's. A Friday lock of the day on the show. The Red Hot Phoenix Suns. I mean, State Farm stock going up like crypto, baby. Over the jazz all day. We wake up on Saturday. We're taking dates out in the afternoon. Thanks to Man City and Chelsea. Cash and parlays. And oh my God. Goodness, we had a top three finish in the Kentucky Derby, and we lost by half a second. I was ready to trim the fro and start all over, but no. We still had a winning day. I got to stay positive. Don't forget to tail my picks on Action Network. Over five units on the week, almost a two and one. Two wins for every one loss. Outing on the week. One of my best weeks coming off a rough one. And that's what we do in Hollywood, baby. Hollywood loves to come back. Johnny Drama loves to come back. We are locked in, ready to rock on a Monday. I got a Champions League Larry Lock for you coming up for Tuesday. That's tomorrow. I have a NBA Degenerate Special. And we cash three of four, including Jamar Chase, four of five NFL draft props, people. We were not going with the big media pump fake, thinking that Mac Jones was going to the Niners. That's why we had Trey Lance under 6.5, baby. That cashed. Devontae Smith under 11.5 cashed. Of course, we had Jamar Chase under 5.5 to the Bengals. Not so much for Kyle Pitts, but look, on the positive, just a crushed it week 
all the way across the board. I don't know. Do you know another podcast out here picking four sports, baby? We're out here going with fourth, dipping our toe in a fifth. Talk about building yourself up for a Monday where you better lock in and catch a W. That was quite the praise for myself, but forget about it. It's all about what we do next. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Appreciate you. All things volume sports. Couple of riveting Colin Cowherd podcasts as of late. Don't be shy to hop on over to other programs on the network. They're phenomenal. So without further ado, we are going to be concise to the point. I don't need to convince you why this is going to hit. It's just going to hit, baby. It's Man City hosting PSG. My lock of the day, leg two of a semifinals Champions League fixture. I have to go again. And look, hey, a wise man once said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, baby. That's the opposite of my right shoulder that pops out if I put a sports coat on wrong. But don't worry about it. Back to the subject. It's both teams to score. Minus 174. We're swallowing juice like it's a chaser on a Saturday night. Because we have to sit in and watch a battle that is going to be an aggressive PSG and it's going to be a Pep Man City squad looking to get to their first ever Champions League finals. I'm pulling my fro left, right, up, down, trying to figure out City minus 145 tomorrow. Is that the correct side? The ties plus 330, the aways plus 350. Now, just to give you a brief breakdown, City scored two row goals. That means PSG has to match that if they want to keep the game going once the 90-minute whistle happens because road goals count as more than one if it gets after two matches to a tie. So City is sitting back in a very comfortable spot right now, which is... Why I feel like Pep is probably getting these guys in a spot, in a mindset of feeling like they need to stay offensive, although they're in a nice position. But that's why it's a weird spot. And you can call it the easy pick here at minus 174, both teams to score. But I have all the stats to back it up. I mean, we went over it last time when we cashed the same exact bet. And both teams scored. And we had a PSG header in the first half. And then Kevin De Bruyne with the most accidental, gorgeous sports center. Scotty Van, top 10 play. That literally was a, I would say, cross or a play on the volley for Man City. And it ended up curving in. It was gorgeous. And then Mares puts one home and Man City wins 2-1. I don't mean to repeat myself, but I have to repeat myself. Because if we're taking the same W of a cash bet, we have to throw you what worked last time. Well, these two danced last week. They both went back to their respective leagues. Man City won. They scored. PSG scored. Both had two goals over the weekend. Here we are. Shabbat Shalom. PSG, let me remind you, has only gone scoreless all but three times in the year. Let me add on top of that, which I did last match. Mbappe and Neymar. Eight goals and six goals. These are two of the top four scores in the entire Champions League tournament this year. They were held scoreless. Pep put a phenomenal defensive schematic play in with Neymar, but Mbappe is the wild card. And if there is someone to get on the board tomorrow, I got to see it being Mbappe. He doesn't go scoreless in two matches back-to-back very often. They have to play high-paced. What I just alluded to, which is the idea that These guys are going to be dancing down road goals in the fixture. They have to come out aggressive. 
I mean, it was almost like a gorgeous first half by PSG. It couldn't have drew it up any better. one nothing at intermission. And then they just kind of sat back. And so they don't have that luxury. So I look for an aggressive counterattack approach against Man City. They have to go all out, balls out, or they will not win. They won't even force extra time against City. And you look at the Man City side. City has only not scored a goal two times in all of 2021 as well, dating back to the previous year. We're in May. We're already in the daylight savings time, people. Now, if there's a world where you like the fact that Man City has remained unbeaten, against this squad. You can do a FanDuel same game parlay. I love to shout them out. Both of these together, it's both teams to score and a Man City W, it pays you plus 194. So I think there's a world where that could be ripe. My lock is both teams to score because statistically speaking, these teams score just about every match. It cashed for us last week. PSG knows they have to come out guns Hot. Guns hot. Like Will Ferrell shooting himself in the jugular in old school. Shout out Stevie Stifler if you get the reference. 90s kids in the building. The point is, it's the sharp side. I don't see it any other way. Now, PSG could win one nothing. They still don't move on. I don't see that happening. I think Pep's getting these guys ready to go. And just as much as I told you how offensive firepower this squad is, PSG, well, Man City... It's just a beautiful, beautiful offense. They play tactically. They play smart. They spread the ball around. And it's such a selfless team. It's like an NBA squad that's kind of Utah Jazz-esque. They don't really care who puts one in, who doesn't. Sometimes it's going to be Sterling. Sometimes it's going to be Silva. Sometimes it's De Bruyne. It doesn't matter on this team. And that is all the makings of a championship team. The only reason I don't really want to fire on Man City is the added pressure here. There isn't a packed stadium, but they've never been to the dance. PSG, if we remember last year during COVID, they only did one leg. Bayern beat them one nothing. So PSG is still on their beer pong rebuttal trying to get back. They're not going away. So for me, I'm just not going to worry about, is this a draw? Is this City's to run away with? I'm just going to stay sharp as a dat if you will. And it's both teams to score on FanDuel. Minus 174. I can't believe they're giving us the same odds. Are we really feeling like both teams aren't going to score? They're scoring. Lock of the day tomorrow. Put it in early in case the juice gets even uglier, baby. That's right. City scores. PSG scores. We cash. Let's keep it going. And we're on to our Degenerate Special of the Monday three-team money line NBA parlay. These are always so exciting. Goodness gracious, coming off an Action Network W yesterday where I had the Bucks over the Nets. KD with a game tie in three. Couldn't do it. It's all about today, though. I have a gorgeous little three-team money line parlay for you. Let's get into it. And it starts with the Nuggets over the Lakers. This Denver Nuggets squad is 9-1 since Jamal Murray's injury, and they're now third in the West Serenity. Nah! Jokic coming off his third career game and a W where they were six-point dogs against the Clippers, in which he had 30, 10, and 5 with zero turnovers, tying David Robinson for the most of a center doing so since 85. Oh, by the way, a little foreshadowing on what team I'm going to talk about to wrap up the show 1985 with it and look they're playing defense too Kawhi held the 16 PG held the 20 last game 
four or five starters in double figures. Michael Porter starting to blossom like a beautiful spring flower. 25-7-5 and five for you, getting double digits from Millsap off the bench. Gordon didn't even give you double digits, and they beat the Clippers outright. I have the Nuggets not going anywhere, enjoying a Los Angeles weekend with a bunch of W's. Jokic now a certified Larry Locke to win the MVP. I don't feel great. I didn't hedge it with the Joker. I hedged it with Harden. He hurt his hamstring, and there goes everything. So for me, I just got to not outthink it. I think the Lakers coming off a back-to-back as well. That doesn't bode well for them. Still without LeBron. I mean, look, LeBron's tweeting about gamer chairs right now, and they're fifth in the West. Meanwhile, Jokic is moving his team all the way back into a comfortable spot behind the Jazz, the Suns, and now it's the Nuggets. I mean, this squad is a problem. I got the Nuggets over the Lakers to kick off the parlay. And boom, we move on over from the West Coast to the East Coast, baby. I got the Blazers over the Hawks. Yes, they're coming off of a back-to-back, but just so we know, this Blazers team, two reasons. The 17-10, and 10, excluding yesterday's game against the Celtics, in non-conference games. They're also the sixth-best record on no rest in the league. And when they're a road favorite, which they are today, 11-4. and four. 11-4 and four when they're on the road? And this is basketball for you. You remember the week, and I was on the Blazers one of those times where Paul George and the Clippers beat the Blazers on a freaking free throw. Then they lose on a game that was a tip ball. Then they lose on another game winner. They lost some sick ways. Well, look, sometimes the pendulum swings the other way, baby. I got Vegas in the background if you're listening on YouTube. This Blazers team will not lose to the Hawks. They can't. They can't. The Hawks are tough, but I'm looking at three stats. All trends clearly letting you know with Lillard back, this team's ready to rumble. And how do we wrap it up? This is the Jazz over the Spurs at home. Utah has the second best record at 11-2 straight up on no rest. And they played last night, so don't even worry about it. And on top of that, little cherry on top for you. They're 26-4 as a home favorite this year. 26-4? Spurs are just 9-9 nine and nine on the road as an underdog. Those two numbers alone. Also, I love that the Jazz held the Raptors to 13 points in the fourth quarter over the weekend. A gutsy comeback W. Bogdanovich giving you 34. And this is what we do. You know the program. I'm against and I'm bashing the Jazz on a Friday because I love the Suns. I was just a great spot. Four and a half, way too low of a number with no Donovan Mitchell. And they don't have Donovan Mitchell back yet for either this one. But the Spurs, I know they're fighting for their playoff lives, but Utah at home, they're just going to play five, six, seven double-digit guys type ball. Very much like Man City playing offense to bring it back. This is how we're going to whistle while we work, baby. I got the Jazz over the Spurs again. 26-4 and as a home favorite this year. They should not lose this game to the Spurs. You put all of those into a blender. Blazers over the Hawks. Jazz over the Spurs. Lakers catching an L to the Nuggets. We keep it rocking. Next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA Impact. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA Impact turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. 
So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcomes of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA interviews, so the action is always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use, and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you travel, because NBA in play is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app. Start playing NBA in play today. And to the prop shop we go, and this is just a fun one because I have to debrief on the NFL draft in some capacity, and I'm just going to let it be known. My NFL Rookie of the Year. I'm trying to sit here and get on my Russell Brent. I'm trying to meditate. Little get him to the Greek, put some stuff in a blender, try to see the future, whatever you want to call it. And this is the future I see. Justin Fields, plus 550, Rookie of the Year, inheriting a squad. And and I know what Pace said, the GM for the Bears. They're going to start with Dalton. No, they're not. Pace is on a hot seat, and Nagy's on the old-school sports center Budweiser hot seat. This guy might as well be on fire. If they don't win 10 games, both of them are gone. And you know what? If Andy Red Rifle, that's flaccid Dalton, is going to take this squad over and take you to the promised land, this Bears team will be exactly what the Dallas Cowboys were last year. So I'm trying to convince myself. Because if Fields doesn't start, and he only takes over halfway through, we don't have a great shot at Fields cashing at plus 550, the Rookie of the Year. Trevor Lawrence is going to be playing all year, pending what happens to Jimmy G. Trey Lance may be playing all year. So I looked at two things. Six of the last 10 Offensive Rookie of the Years have been quarterbacks. Herbert last year, obvious decision. Fields is inheriting a team that was 8-8. Eight and eight. All right? Fields, this guy is a leader of men. I mean, this guy knows how to win. He's got dog. He runs a 4-4-40. I mean, listen to his call. It's numbers. 5,373 yards, 63 tugs, and only nine mistakes. He also rushed for 867 on 15 tugs in 22 games over two seasons. So this is what I'm saying to myself. If Nagy, who is a very, very innovative play caller, let's not forget this man comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. He finally has a dual-threat quarterback. I personally think... He's the reason why Mitch Trubisky had even any success in this league. He now inherits a dual-threat quarterback with David Montgomery easily coming off his greatest season last year. They franchise tag Allen Robinson. They give you two of their top three draft picks to offensive line. You love to see that, protecting their asset. We have been waiting for the Bears to take a quarterback of substance since now. I mean, this team hasn't had a leader at quarterback since before I was born. We're talking Jim McMahon. Name me a quarterback for the Bears. And don't even talk to me about breaking wedding crashers rule number six. Jay Cutler drawing attention to himself every time in a negative way. He doesn't have something. Go his way. Guy was not a consummate professional. You could argue if you go down the rabbit hole, he was a cancer in the locker room. The guy was an unbelievable talent with an abysmal attitude. Period. And just reading. The last five offensive rookie of the years for you, because I'm going to bring it back. Herbert, then it was Kyler Murray, then it was Saquon Kamara, and then Dak Prescott. 
This is very Dak Prescott taken over for Romo-esque. This is a team that if they can build correct game plans around this quarterback, not ask him to do too much, yet at the same time, put him in positions to win where defensive turnovers. The Bears have had defense my whole life. They haven't had any offense. So is Justin Fields going to come in and ball out statistically? I don't think so. But if we start going down the list and say to ourselves, Trevor Lawrence, lot to overcome for a rebuild year. I mean, the Jaguars is the worst team in the NFL. He's inherited. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm saying he's going to be very good. Trey Lance, I still right now, I'm not firing on Trey Lance, who I would say I would go second on this Rookie of the Year Futures with because of Jimmy G. There's a world where Jimmy G isn't dealt, and there's a world where Trey Lance sits. I mean, the man didn't even start 20 games in college, so it's not a terrible play to have him sit. Timing is everything. I told you this when Harry met Sally, baby, but the time for the Bears is now. It ain't Mac Jones because Mac Jones ain't starting either. That's Cam squad till it isn't. So who else is left? Zach Wilson? You think Zach Wilson's going to win Rookie of the Year? The the BYU kid who, if you go look down at the numbers, him against top opponents was mediocre at best in college football. Sure, he's got a nice little rollout PA Madden throw uh, to the opposite direction, uncontested. Good luck in the cold, bud, with that blonde SoCal look. Good luck. I mean, this man started... The COVID signature movement for the Big Ten, he got over 300,000 signatures to make sure that the Big Ten played football, to make sure that he put himself in a position to get drafted. And again, are any of these other teams that I'm alluding to that we're up against coming out of the playoffs from last year? The Bears made the playoffs as bad as they were. With Trubisky, then Foles, and back and forth, and this and that. They still made the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. I got to go with Fields plus 550. It's a little bit of homer. It's a little bit of value. It's a side of, I think he could be the best quarterback next year. If the red rifle, the red rocket, whatever you want to call it, starts, we're in trouble. If he doesn't, we got a shot. So, without further ado, we wrap it up to in and out. Go. We'll take it in a bag, not a box. I got Man City. PSG, both teams to score. NBA degenerate, money line special. I got the Nuggets over the Lakers. We got the Jazz over the Spurs. We got the Blazers over the Hawks. And we're talking a little NFL Rookie of the Year, Futures Odds, plus 550. Don't forget to hug your mothers. That's it for me. I'm out.